season two, episode eight of the What You're Thinking podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Vince. And we have another exciting show for you today. We're going to talk about a wide range of things from Disney Plus canceling some classics due to stereotypes being played on, and as well as whether the mental health crisis is real and whether or not there should be classes um, given to aid students who struggle with that, as well as Texas opening up out of nowhere. So let's just get right into it. All right, so for the first segment, we're going to do the hit the brakes or carry on topics. Um, so for the first topic, we have, uh, will NVIDIA's new graphic chip built for mining crypto make it easier to become rich? Do you want to hit the brakes or do you want to carry on from that? Um, I would say carry on. Okay, we can carry on from that. Um, and just, just to let everyone know, in, in case anyone is wondering what exactly that is, uh, just so so basically NVIDIA is a, is a graphics company. They design chips just like, just like the chip you find in like the PlayStation um, 5 or the Xbox Series S, Series X. Um, and basically what it does, it, it basically it has the power to compute um, graphics based on the, the output that it's receiving and give you the 4K image that you see or the 1080p picture that you see. Um, so what people do for Ethereum or, or any type of cryptocurrency, they basically tweak the chip a little bit. So instead of focusing those outputs on 4K or 1080p, it's mainly focusing on the math equations needed to, to mine crypto for you. Because cryptocurrency is just a big math problem that's being ran from a server. So it basically breaks it down for everyone to kind of get those problems solved while they're at home, basically. And it does it does use a lot of power, obviously, because it's a chip that's, that's mining that information for you. But in the long run, you're getting, you're able, you're being allowed to Get receive cryptocurrency without make, without paying actual money um, that you have. Uh, oh, that's convenient. Okay, just, just, yeah, just a little lesson for you on that. And so the next topic we have is Disney Plus right for restricting Peter Pan and Dumbo to kids under seven years old because of racist stereotypes and undertones. Do you want to hit the brakes or do you want to carry on from that? Oh, we could definitely hit the brakes. Um, I think that's a very interesting topic because you see, like, especially in 2020, everything with all the racial tension going on, how many things are being changed and spoken spoken on and peeled back and all of that. So I was looking up this, and uh, with Dumbo, there's controversy because, like, characters have blackface. Um, with Peter Pan, they refer to Native Americans as redskins. And with the Aristocats, and one of them is the, there's, like, a chopstick using, like, people using chopsticks on the piano and keyboard and playing with you know slanted eyes and all types of um asian racist stereotypes especially now with asian hate going on i can see why they're doing this um it's kind of like a double-edged sword i feel like because i and i say that because doing these things are like small efforts just like when george floyd died and they were painting black lives matter on so many town streets but like not really doing anything in terms of like reform so i want to say this is doing nothing but on that same token you know the executive who the CEO of Disney currently can't just make all these laws in place. Like they're not a politician. So maybe they're thinking, okay, this is one way that I can affect it. Now that we're talking about race so much and, you know, we're doing these things just like the Redskins after all these years, the, watch the Redskins in the NFL, all these years finally changed their name. Now it's watching the football team until like a year or two from now. But it's, uh, it, it's sad. But I think if, if you just took every way, everything that has like racist ideologies, we wouldn't have any identity in this country, sad to say, it's because this country's built on racism. I mean, we always talk about like the White House, slaves building that. It's it's rooted in everything, really. But what are your thoughts on it? So it, it goes two ways, just like you said. So in the positive note, it's good that 
these big corporations who technically don't need to care are actually caring about their viewers to the mm -hmm. point where they're trying to educate them on understanding that you know we have different ethnicities we have different cultures and we have different groups of people that, that basically make the united states of america the united states of america i just like how it kind of puts that in the spotlight but i don't like how it's basically forcing households to make that a combination like with that said peter pan dumbo these are like fairy tales you know these are these are like the the root of disney and i feel like these kids, these are children. You know, let them grow up. Let them, let them make, let them make that decision on themselves, like on their own. Make them, mm -hmm. put them in a position where they could watch these things. They could, they could appreciate these things. And as they get older, if they want to make the difference or if they want to um, channel it somewhere else, you know, they'll be open to be able to do it. But basically, forcing something on a kid like that, I feel is just, is just, it's not needed in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. um but at the same time i i kind of agree with it because i feel like when you're when you're that age you are kind of finding yourself you're figuring out the world just like how we had just like what we said on our, on our last episode um where we were basically speaking on um, babies and everything like that it's important to to allow a kid to be a kid um, mm -hmm. but it's also important for that kid to understand the world around them. So, so what's wrong and offensive yeah, so I kind of agree with it, and I don't, but I'll go with it because things need to be regulated. People need to respect other people, especially their cultures, where they come from, their backgrounds, and I feel like it's a start. It's not it's not a conclusion, but it's definitely a start. Yeah, and before we go to the next topic, I just want to say one, one thing my friend brought to my attention was that it's only for the viewers that are beneath seven years old. So it's not like, in general, they're taking away these things. So that's that's interesting, too. Um, cause I, that's smart. Cause it's like adults, we already know what it is. You know, you can take away as many things as you want. We're going to know what it originally said or stood on. So I find that interesting. So the next topic I have here is, um, basically a 38 year old mother from Utah died four days after taking her second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. So my question is, is it still worth it? Do you want to hit the brakes or do you want to carry on from that? Uh, we can hit the brakes. I think it's definitely still worth it. Um, there's been multiple links that say the death the deaths are not related to the COVID vaccine, but I think it's just uh, in in this scenario, a lot of people are scared of it and rightfully so. I mean, we always talk about the Tuskegee thing and all that, um, but the fact that the scientists are saying that there's no link to it, I'm trusting that because they keep saying that over and over again. And there's a lot of underlying conditions people have, um, certain things medically about them that make them more susceptible to death, and then just those other things that I was talking about. I think on the last episode where I say like you know. Staying up and you keep taking your multivitamins, you know, keeping your vitamin C up, staying active, doing things that make it so you're not likely to die from COVID if you catch it. I mean, so that way you're less likely to die. And also you're less likely to have a reaction to the vaccine. Um, the typical symptoms everyone having the sore arm, like people get from the flu shot. And so sometimes people feel fatigued, but even so that wears off after a couple of days. So I think people take the deaths and they think, oh, this is, they go extreme and say it's because of the vaccine when there's so many other factors. Any scientist will tell you. Um, most things don't happen in a vacuum. Like there's many factors that affect different things. Um, but yeah, that's what I think about it. What about you? Uh, I definitely agree with what you're saying in regards to it. Uh, just, I just want to add that I definitely feel like it's worth it for the individuals who are considering it, but it's science. So at the end of the day, you're going to have your side effects. You're going to have things, things are going to go wrong sometimes. 
And unfortunately, it did happen to this 38-year-old mother. Um, but moving forward, it puts it, it puts us in a position to kind of uh, go back to the drawing board and explore the options a little bit more. So, as you know, we we've, we've we've been excited um, to to come up with these vaccines. We've been excited to to get back outside, get back to normal, um, and in that process, it's easy to to miss to miss certain things. Um, so, like I said, it's unfortunate that she died. May her soul rest in peace. Um, but it definitely puts us in the position to make that vaccine a little bit stronger, make it a little bit better, and give everyone that 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 guarantee, like a bigger guarantee. Like you know, if this happened, it's unfortunate, but moving forward, this is what we're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen to someone else. Right. Or moving forward, this is, this is what we're going to do to make sure that we do get back to normal, and everyone has nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what I wanted, wanted to add for it. And yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't, anyone who's viewing this, I don't, I don't want you guys to feel like, you know, I wasn't going to get a second vaccine and now I'm afraid now, you know, just like anything else that occurs, just like any other vaccine that has come out, we're going to have, we're going to have the, the flaws. We're going to have the things that are wrong with it. Um, but yeah, don't, don't make that be a reason why you don't get vaccinated or you, or um, you don't move forward with your life. Uh, So yeah, that's that's what I'm going to add to it. And so for the next topic, we have, with all the new negatives going on in the world, should kids be forced to take mental health courses in high school? Do you want to hit the brakes or do you want to carry on from that? Uh, We get the brakes. I think kids definitely should be forced to take mental health courses just because I think the world struggles with empathy. Um, Well, not necessarily the world. I would just say humanity. Humans struggle with empathizing with other people. And so therefore, if you're not understanding what it's like to be in someone's shoes, how are you going to feel sorry for them? Um, some people can. I mean, I've considered myself in that category, um, but not everyone's like that. It just comes down to like, if yeah. you're not if you're not going to go through something, if you haven't been through something, then you just have to take what people's word was, but how you were raised, the things your parents taught you of how to feel sorry for someone, how to understand what someone's going through. So that way you don't just, you're not insensitive to their pain. And I think even before the pandemic, this should have been a thing. Um, obviously the pandemic's been a, 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 taking a toll on a lot of people's mental health, but it's something that, I think would if the world had more empathy, it would be a better place. Um, I think that's just one of many topics that like everyone should take, such as like sociology, taxes, credit, stuff like that. Those are things that are should be mandatory that aren't. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, so so my thoughts on it are basically the same. Um, but I just want to add that before the pandemic, we had we had a, we had many issues going on. We had a lot of kids that were unfortunately taking their lives because they they weren't getting that attention from like, while they're at home. And you know, they, it, there were there were a lot of there was a lot going on in regards to like cell phones and its effect on teenagers and everything like that. Um, but I feel like just like anyone anyone will probably agree to it. Um, teenagers spend more time at school than anywhere else. So even now we're doing the homeschool the homeschooling thing because of the pandemic. They're still spending a majority of their time in front of their laptops. They're not socializing with one another. It's most likely like direct contact with the teacher at all times. And then, you know, you log off the computer and then you're back to family time. So if they, if there was at least one course that they could take, even right now during this pandemic, um, where they could virtually have that one-on-one with their teacher, where the teacher goes through the entire, I mean, depending on the class size, I get that, like go through the entire list, have, have the kid express themselves like, Hey, you know, 
Um, how has the pandemic been for you? How, how, how has it affected you? You know, how are you? Stuff like, like questions like that, they, they go a long way, even though you might not, you might not feel like it does. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually does because it, it gives someone an opportunity to, to stop and think because that, that's, first of all, that's what, that's what any teenager is going to do. They're going to stop, they're going to think, and they're going to answer the question. And while they're answering the question, they could actually figure out something, something new about themselves, um, while they're doing that. And like I said, a lot of people might feel like this is something that's very light, but this is something that could potentially save a life and it could potentially make a kid that's going to school appreciate the opportunity to go to school and also figure out what they really want to do in society. Um, so just to brush up on that, like you might, you might remember just, just as much as I do. Um, growing up, we had Ms. Wright and we did have a health class that was kind of similar to, to um, like a mental health, a mental health kind of class. The way that the environment that Ms. Wright created was an environment where if you came into the classroom, you would have to expect to learn something new about uh, whether it's sex ed or whatever it is. You're going to learn something new. She's going to make sure everyone in the classroom understands the risks that can come from having sex or um, the benefits from it or what to expect moving forward if you you happen to step into that 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 lifestyle yeah or what you can what you can generally expect you know as like becoming an adult um i was in her i was in one of, i was in one of her classes and she would speak on like germs and things like that and she would really emphasize it and she would really make sure everyone understands what she's trying to say mm-hmm. and then she would go around the classroom and then make sure everyone absorbed what she was trying to say and understood how important it was to their actual life and their well-being so if we have class, if we have classes that are like hands-on like that, especially now in the virtual environment, like I feel like it, it will really go far. And another thing, like these kids are in this, are, are in these virtual environments now. Like I said, they log off the computer, or even when they're on, they're they're directly they're contacting directly to their professor or their their teacher, I should say. They're not really communicating with anyone their age, and then if they are, it's through it's via text. Like when they get off. Or a FaceTime call, which is is not the same as seeing someone in person and having that conversation. Yeah. Um, so, it, 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 I feel like it would really go a long way for these kids. I agree. Uh, so, for the next topic that we have here, um, was Oklahoma State right for passing a law that grants immunity for anyone who unintentionally runs protesters over? You want to hit the brakes, or you want to carry on from that? Oh, I'm gonna hit the brakes. I think it's more of the same. We've seen this before, and we already know. You know, let let them run over some black protesters. It's gonna be unintentional. Um, let them run over white protesters. It's gonna be intentional. So we already know it's gonna be a double standard with that, unfortunately, and because it just creates a gray area of you know who meant it, who didn't mean it, and what the protest cause was for, and all that. So I'm already just feeling sad for the the people who will die and not get justice, whose families will not get justice for their loved ones dying in this case. What do you think about it, though? Uh, I feel the same way. Um, it's 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 unfortunate that we still have laws like this that are being allowed to pass. It's like like back in the day when when women had didn't have the same rights as men. You know, it's kind of, it's like it's weird. We're all we're all here to contribute to society. What do you mean? What do you mean? My wife can't drive her car. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? She can't she can't work in the same place I can work. Or she can't vote. You're like it goes hand. It, yeah, it goes hand in hand. It's like it's like are we are we really putting the resources towards Passing laws that make sense and are going to impact society in, in a positive way and help us move move on from 
like the Trump era or like even the negative eras before that? Or are we going to put the time and resources into actually applying laws that make sense to, to individuals? If you're if you're if anyone's at a protest, um, just like the Black Lives Matter protest that, that, that happened, um, you're there for a reason. You're not there to to waste time. You're there because you want to see something change. And you feel strongly. So if the change that you, yeah. So if the change that you see from from spending your time in that protest is basically saying if, if a madman wants to go into his car and run through a crowd of people who are trying to make a change and get immunity from that because they could they could literally they could just get grab a lawyer and say hey i felt like i felt like i was in danger because these people were making a lot of noise outside of the main road i travel through every day so i decided to run them over if they could literally do that and then get off of that and then all these people who lost their lives because they were fighting for a cause don't get any justice to me that's that's a ridiculous law that i got passed in yep. 2021 mm-hmm. just like i'm oh, sorry i feel no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. You weren't done. So, I just feel like it's it's it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, and it just shouldn't be happening. Totally agree. I mean, that's it. Um, I was just gonna say, just like DeSantis, I, I think it was early in the pandemic where there he was like he made a raw a, a law that said, well, he tried to get it passed. I don't know if it got passed where it said if you see someone looting, you can shoot and kill them. Um, like I said, that's always like that's like telling us how to react to black death which is so normalized unfortunately you know i'm not saying looting is right i personally wouldn't partake in that but i don't i can understand why people do that because it's like how many times are we going to get killed and the person get away with it but to make a law where you're saying you can shoot and kill these people that's that's just terrible and then also that double standard like what came out after trayvon martin was killed in 2012 with that mother you know in the same state stand your ground rule laws she's in prison for i think she's still serving a sentence she might be away for life um well she did the same thing like someone literally broke in her house and she shot, I don't know if she killed him, but the same thing that they said George Zimmerman was doing, uh, an off-duty uh, yeah. neighborhood patrolman, you know, it was okay when he did it, but not her. So we already know there's going to be many double standards within the law. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's, that's just in human nature to have those double standards. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our next topic, it's going to be the what in the world topic. Uh, so Texas opened back up 100%. Uh, was it was this a smart move to make or a ticking time bomb? It was not smart. It was as dumb as as Kel and Kenan and Kel, to be honest with you. Um, why would you open a state up 100%? Like, we as a nation, nobody wants to be in a pandemic, but we're in a pandemic. You know, so we have to work together to slowly get back to normalcy so we can sustain normalcy. But for Texas to just be like, oh, whatever, everything's going back up. If you get it, you get it. You die, you die. That's just so terrible and inconsiderate because... That's going to slow the process because there's going to be some people that are antsy already for being in a pandemic for so long that are going to be like, oh, I'm going to book my ticket now to go to Austin for a week. And then they're going to bring that back to New Jersey or wherever they're from. And then that's going to start another spread. Now, granted, there's going to be more people vaccinated, but still, even a little bit of spread, even one more life lost unnecessarily is is a bad thing. So doing this is, is terrible. And I've said this to um, other people before as well. I feel as though this is just revenge to get back at the fact that there's a, a, a Democratic president in the White House and a blue Senate as well. Um, I think it's just like to be uh, contrary and to rebel against that. So they're saying, I'm going to take things into my own hand. And unfortunately, the, the federal government can only do but so much in this instance. It's down to the states. Yeah, that's true. And um, so just to add to that, yeah, definitely 
it, it definitely is a ticking time bomb. And it's, it's only human nature to go where it feels normal. Just like how people, like when it starts snowing in Jersey or when it, as soon as it hits winter, you got those people who go straight to Florida mm-hmm. because it doesn't hurt. It's human nature to want to want to feel normal or to not have to worry about the stress that comes with, for example, like snow, the cold weather, everything that changes around that time or in that season. So for, for Texas to basically open back up 100%, it's like, it's a slap in the face to everyone else. It's like, we didn't go through anything at all. Um, people didn't lose their lives. It's, it's just everything everything that, that happened because of this whole COVID-19 pandemic, every, everything that happened is something that we all went through together. So for for these guys to just feel like, hey, we're gonna open, we're gonna we're gonna just have life go back to normal, it's 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 crazy. And I feel like I feel like the a president should to definitely um, have a hand in that. Like you, I feel like that. I feel like I the, wish like Washington should definitely step in. Yeah, like Washington Washington should step in and shut these kind of things down. You know, because these these governors, the government just feels like they could just do whatever. You know, they're looking at the at the spreadsheets, looking at everything. They're seeing that certain businesses aren't bringing in as much cash as as much cash flow as they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I get that a hundred percent, but that's why we have we have the aid, we have everything that that's that's basically put in there um, to help out certain situations like this. Um, so, for Texas doing what they did is gonna, I feel like it it could potentially start another pandemic, like a pandemic part two. And I feel like it could definitely be a lot worse because not only not only do we have people that are in the U.S., but we have people from like other countries that are that actually do want to visit one of the 50 states. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see that, hey, Texas is, is, is back 100 percent. You know, we're, we're over here in Greece and we're wearing we're masked up and we're, we're on a lockdown or whatever. Um, let's let's head to Texas. Let's let's actually feel normal again. Um, All right. So. That being said, it's just it's just a matter of time before this backfires, and I feel like like someone in Washington, someone in the Senate needs needs to step up to the plate and actually say something. Yeah, the only thing about that is that their hands are tied. Like, because I, I was looking it up, and it came out actually when it came down to the mandate, and I think Biden even spoke on it. Where like in certain things, like the federal government can't get involved, and this is one of those things because when it came down to the mask mandate, they can only speak on like national properties, like national properties whether it's the capitals and every all 50 states you can only you know in federal buildings you can require a mask mandate but they can't really speak on each individual states you know nation like statewide um their mandates so this is one of those things where it's just unfortunate where the federal is separate from the state because i think you know biden's been very straightforward with everything he's been doing he's been getting stuff done i think if he could he would have shut that down instantly but the the um the governor in texas it's, it's just being an idiot like he was announcing it like he was going to announce something like on a reality TV show, like big news, 15 minutes, guys, stay tuned. Like people are going to die. Like, why are you even doing this? But yeah, that's where we're at with it. Yeah, it is what it is. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that part. Um, so for the next the next segment, we have the Hear Me Out topics. So for my topic, uh, was it right for Prince Harry to break a, a tradition of secrecy or was he right to vent to Oprah? Now, I feel like he was definitely right to vent to Oprah. Me too. I mean, it's a it's a whole new it's a whole new era. Um, it's a whole new generation. We, we do things different, and you know, growing up, I'm I'm pretty sure that he definitely um, heard a lot of secrets. He heard 
there were a lot of things that he didn't really agree with. I mean, it's obvious that he didn't agree with a lot of things. Um, but he definitely wanted to be a little, he definitely wanted to be different once he found himself. And for him to basically do what he did and go against like the queen, everything that they basically believe in is huge. And I feel, I, I give him respect for that because the entire time since he got married, it's been an issue. And, and we know why. And also, yeah. And also the entire time he's been fighting for what he believes in. He's been trying to find happiness um, away from, from being in England. And I feel like it, his his entire I feel like this man has really like he's been he's been traveling to find himself away from you know their beliefs or like things that he, things that his mother would tell him or or anyone would, would basically tell him and for him to for, so so basically the the queen is upset because you know she's she comes from she's from back in the day like that that generation that believes in the culture that believes that you know we have we have to follow a book. And even if we don't, even if we don't agree with what the book says, we're still going to do what it says. Mm -hmm. um, so you already know what kind of generation that is. Um, so for him to do that, it definitely, it, it was definitely him putting his foot down, and it was, it was definitely um, unraveling a new chapter for 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 England, which I feel like they definitely need because you know you have a group of individuals who are are seeing the the normal day to day prince, you know, prince and queen. Etc. And and you know, just like it's human nature to want a difference, to want to change. So I feel like what he did was definitely right for what he's trying to what he's trying to head into. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, like you said, you know, just being from a different generation, that's where their head is at, and especially with the queen. I didn't see the entire entire interview, but the parts that I did see, I was just like, all right, he definitely. Uh, I mean, I didn't see his part. I saw Megan's part. Now he him even marrying a woman who has one percent of black in her was already gonna be an issue for people who are like stuck to tradition. But he stood by his woman. And you know, that's a beautiful thing to see because he didn't care. I think we need more people that are willing to go against tradition and status quo. That's the only reason that change that's the only way that change can happen. And I so I think he was right to vent. Um, you know, you gotta put it all out there. People gotta live their truth. What's the point in keep and not living my truth so that way I can make some other people happy that don't even know me? Nah, I would do the same thing as him if I were in his shoes. Yeah, and it's literally the same as like the, the biracial couples that we have. Mm -hmm. you know, once upon a time, it's like if you are an African American male, you had no business being around a white female. Right. So, you know, same, same thing, same concept. Yeah, and and I think I wish there were. I always say this, but I wish there were more towns, like, you know, South Orange and Maplewood. Um, just because it's so common, like it, like race is the last thing on your mind when you're like finding when you're trying to find someone you're trying to date. Like if you vibe with a person, you find them attractive. That's what is gets precedent. I mean, not precedent. That's what's priority, um, and not like oh they're this color. Uh, mom, dad's not gonna like this, or I don't like this because it, people are gonna think this about me. Like you don't care. Like you can literally walk from where I live to the village, and chances are you're gonna see at least one interracial couple. Like that's just how it is here. Yeah, that is. But yeah, so um, for my topic, I wanted to talk about something I put on my Instagram this week, and um, it's the concept of trusting first versus trusting later. So I guess I want I want to start by asking you: Would you say you have the tendency to trust people until they give you a reason not to, or would you say you don't trust people until they give you a reason to trust them? Mm. Well, I do. I basically give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like 
it's kind of a, you're you're doing yourself a favor to trust later rather than trusting sooner because as you know people are very quick to like switch up and like i said you get in the benefit of the doubt if you had a if you had a past that wasn't really the best i feel like it's important to to listen to everything a new person has to say and i definitely feel like it's important to give them a chance to prove themselves before you put them into certain stereotypes yeah or or if you factor them into um situations that, that you experience um in the past right so moving forward it's, it's important to kind of let them tell their story you narrate it you, you fix it however you want to fix it um and then give yourself a list of reasons why you should trust someone or why you should be willing to take things to the next level whether it's a relationship a friendship whatever it is um because not only are you protecting yourself but you're also letting that person see like how serious you are and how much you want it because if someone sees that it's going to make them try 10 times harder um to basically let you know and let you understand who they are as a person All right like if i if i had a for example like if i had a friend if i just if i just met someone and we could potentially be become friends or like very 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 close friends I would, I would want to know like the background. I would want to know like, you know, why should I give you my time or why should I um, start going out to different places with you or even like potentially letting you in on secrets or letting you in on things that happened in the past with my family. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely, I feel like it's definitely important to, to trust later. Right. Um, I'd say I've had the tendency in my life to trust first as opposed to later. I'm not, I wouldn't say one is right and the other is wrong. Um, but I think for me, it 100% depends on the person. Like, and I also put this in my story, how like, for some of us, like when, like when we first meet someone, we get a good vibe from them and we go with that vibe. And so we build a soft spot for them instantly just because of that vibe we get from them. But then other people, they move sus. So we're like, eh, like I'm gonna wait until you give me the reassurance I need to trust you. And that's fine too. Um, I think with my personal life, the things I've went through, I have no business trusting anyone from the beginning anymore. But on that same token, I still will because I can catch a vibe. And I think that's part of the natural human experience where it's like, you know, you may want to put this wall up where you're guarded and careful so that way you don't get hurt and disappointed. But against your better judgment at the times, if somebody gives you a really good vibe that seems genuine and authentic, you're going to be like, I have a soft spot for them instantly. And just go back on what you said. Like, I, I want to emphasize that, too. I was going to say that as well, where it's not just like romantic. Like, it could be a friend, a coworker, employer, um, neighbor, anything. Like, I feel like uh, where you need to go off of a vibe, that's okay. But if you need to protect yourself and be yeah. extra cautious, that's okay, too. Um, I don't think either one is right or wrong. But as a general rule of thumb, I would say trust later just to, you know, Take that, give that, give yourself that extra layer of protection. I agree with you on that for sure. But yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, and and what you like, just to brush up on what you just said, like coworker is a perfect example. You get a, like say for instance, you're you, you have an office job, you get a brand new manager. You know, you're gonna want to trust that manager later rather than sooner because if if this is manager's first day and he's like, hey, so to let me know who like who who in this office is gonna give me a hard time, and then he like chuckles or whatever. And you let that manager know who's going to give him the hardest time. And then he starts treating that, that person a little differently or, you know, making that, giving that person hell, basically. Mm -hmm. Fire. Um, yeah, there are ways to, to, there are ways to raise your hand or be a whistleblower. But 
at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I trusted this person so I've trusted this person so soon and look at look at the effect that it had. Versus new manager, um, let me see, let me see his man like let me see his style of management. Um, let me see like what, what triggers him, what doesn't, et cetera. Let me just let me figure this person out a little bit more rather than rather than sooner. Um and see where it takes me. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a whole different process. Um, so yeah, that's 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 literally the perfect example of that because we, I'm sure we've all had our experiences with with managers that we trusted sooner than later. Um, so yep. That's what I want to add to that. Totally agree. So we thank you for joining us, season two, episode eight of the What You're Thinking podcast. I'm Eric. Thanks. And we'll see you next week with more fun topics. Uh-huh.